0: Signs of the Southland, Sunday, May 8th, 8 p.m. Mr. Grant, I have some questions to ask you about this Miami Grand Prix thing uh, that was apparently on my TV and that I imbibed two hours of earlier today. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure you watched it. Why are you asking me the questions, sir? I don't know. You seem like an F1 guy. Eh,
1: I'm an F1 guy in the sense of... uh... Good old drive to survive made me a vaguely F one kind of guy. So it it's fun. It was nice that it wasn't during church for once. I uh, as much as I think the sport is cool, uh, it's 11 a.m. every Sunday is not uh, not what gets the eyeballs in 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 the Grant House.
0: Did you see a or whoever the sky commentator was doing the gridwalk mistake? I think it was Paolo Branchero for Patrick Mahomes.
1: No, so I was at Home Depot because I'm currently moving apartments and okay. having apartment-y stuff. So I tuned in in lap five, but I loved uh at the end hearing them talk about Dan Marino, famous American football Miami Dolphins player, question mark. They definitely could not figure out the position, but, you know, they –
0: They stuck to the script, I guess. True. As a matter of fact, we are not sticking to our usual two-person script today. We have a new guest, Mr. Jack Purdy. Mr. Purdy, would you like to introduce yourself?
2: Hi. Yes, my name is Jack. Um, I'm a tech alumni as of a little over 24 hours ago, so still understanding what life post-tech is like. Uh, I did not. I watched the last five minutes, the last five laps of that race. Uh, because I realized we were going to talk about that. So I made sure to know that and won, and that's all I know. There you go. He led for most of it. That's about all I got. I knew he he qualified high. I did not watch Drive to Survive. My dad and my brother have watched it, and they watch all the races, so I just kind of glean from them what they tell me. Uh, One day I'll, I'll find a way in, but I had the church problem like Jake had for a long time, but I also stopped working at my church as of today. So I have my Sunday mornings back <laughs> to watch F1.
0: Oh. Well, you have your Sunday mornings and Sunday afternoons back, not only to watch F1, but also to partake in some soccer. And like me, you were at yesterday's Atlanta United game, I
2: hear. I was. And very glad. I walked in, I got to my seat, and Ronaldo Cisnero scores a goal. And I'm like, well, that worked out quite nicely. And then 15 minutes
0: in, uh, not so great news for the team and the United States men's national team as miles Robinson has a possible serious Achilles injury, but yeah, that's not great. (laughs) I, uh,
1: I hear, I hear my boys in red and blue didn't really
0: show up. Jordan Shakiri was there.
2: He did things. He was there. He didn't do that much, but he, did a couple things ish. The fire just sucked in general yesterday. They just they got lucky on one goal where Shuttle Shuttleworth just was completely out of position on a corner or just across. And then beyond oh, that. And, anytime yeah. we want to get behind, we got behind. So uh, even it with was miles a, out.
0: Yeah. It's gonna be rough. Miles Robinson noted ACC alumnus from Syracuse, by the way. Yes. I yeah. Have to mention yeah. that. Uh, but Notable connection between both of you. Both of you were on Club Swim. And this is where I make a very bad segue into talking about our club sports for the week. Wait, wait, starting wait, wait, wait. With... Hold up, hold up, hold up.
1: Are we not gonna introduce Jack? Are we just gonna say he's here we now? did like, introduce Jack. He's I, I, here now.
2: I'll g- I'll give you more. I'll give you more. I was, I was gonna say, to
1: like, like, like like I'll give you more. He's just guy? is he joining from the rumble seat? Like he's gotta he, give the people he, something he, to work with.
0: Please, <laughs> please. Go
2: for it, go for it. I dove in, uh, let's see. So I was at Tech for five years. I'm a Scheller grad. Uh, that's fine. I I, I know know it's not the hardest thing there. Uh, (laughs) uh, They're all hard degrees. They are. uh, Yes, they are. I was on the technique staff as the sports editor or co or assistant in some form or fashion for two years. I launched, I relaunched our podcast called Tech Lively, where I got people anywhere from just friends of mine to editors uh to in fact the president of the institute himself angel cabrera which was super cool uh and then i did do club swim for about four months and then realized that was not totally for me but i already said i would help with the national meet so i just kind of practiced on my own a little bit and then swam my last race in 2018 <laughs> uh and then retired from swimming then uh, to be fair overlap the overlap counts. Oh, there was an overlap i learned who jake was i saw him at student center many time afterwards and it was good to see his face there. Jack, uh, I click.
0: I have been to
1: MoMa Goldberg's in Auburn now three times. And I was oh yes if not for that first time when I so I was uh on the executive board way back in the day and yeah. I was driving a band. It was not that
0: long ago it's Jack, not it's that, that long, long ago we have
1: to go to this place. I was we, like, did. Right. we had
2: to go it's the greatest it's the greatest. Yeah, if you go to mama goldbergs they have a few locations in Bama. The only one in Georgia is in Columbus. Uh ah. they used to have one here, but it was in a really awful location that no one could get to and like was out of the way, not convenient. Uh so it, it died very quickly, but we made our frequent occurrences. But no, uh yeah, get you a mama's love from Mama Goldbergs on Magnolia Lane, or not Magnolia Lane, that's the master's one. Magnolia, whatever the road is in Auburn, uh you will you will love it.
0: Yeah, yeah Goldbergs. There's one there's another in LaGrange, so keep that. Oh, I forgot about that one. Uh Let's see, how far is this from Atlanta? Oh, that's you might as well go to Auburn for that one.
2: <laughs> yeah, because you get the that's hour back far. on the way there, you spend some time, and then it's like, whatever, you just drive to you just drive. It's you a straight
0: shot on 85 to the one in Labrador. It is, it is. Say. Yeah. This yeah. is all off topic. Uh, I don't think Jack said Jack is now on the on the uh, uh, from the Rumble Seat staff. So,
2: yes, welcome, yes, welcome
0: Jack. Um, he'll be doing a couple pieces for us and, and filling, you know, adding to our repertoire here and there. Mm-hmm um let's talk about club sports both of your areas of expertise i feel like considering your shared background of four overlapped months in, in club swim jake why don't you start us off talking about men's lacrosse, uh and then jackie can add some color here and there yeah so
1: uh lacrosse men's lacrosse number well they were number seven when we made this edition of our shot sheet a couple weeks ago they are number eight uh they're the eighth seed in the MCLA uh, tournament uh, they received an at large bid despite falling to South Carolina in uh, their last time out in the SELC championship um really not a ton else to say other than that that they're going to face number 9 Concordia Irvine tomorrow um 1:30 p.m. uh you know winner winner will face number 1 VP uh ISU or VPSU as we like to say on this fine podcast um on Tuesday so really just uh they're in Round Rock. They're gonna play until they're out. And uh, Irvine's been a, a top team for a while too. Uh we we kind of tend to run across them in in terms of uh, the rankings a lot, even if since they're in California, we don't play them all that much.
0: Uh notable about Concordia Irvine before I let you go, uh Jack, Concordia Irvine, Concordia University Irvine Athletics. Uh it's C U I Eagles.com because they are the Concordia University Irvine eagles didn't know that didn't know this school existed until 30 seconds ago so neither go. did
2: i uh I, think, I guess the only real color i can add is that i i see them pra- i live right next to the sack field so i see them practice and uh they were uh definitely practicing in very hot weather so I, I feel like they'll be used to the heat by the time they get to round rock
1: well uh, i oh sorry go ahead go ahead Go oh ahead.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah no i had no idea who Cordy is they actually play at 230 at least eastern time Oh, so
0: there's central yeah. time that yeah, the sheet. 1.30 yeah, God's not... time. One thirty <laughs> God's time. I will say Concordia Irvine is D2 officially, but obviously this is club, so it doesn't matter. Uh, if I remember correctly, uh, VT led the MCLA or the SELC Atlantic region, but I'm going to have to go check that, or the MCLA Atlantic region. Let's make sure that my uh, – stuff is correct. Well, Jake, Vamps, for a second. Yeah, so
1: I actually just was curious and looked this up, because there's a Concordia University in my hometown of River Forest, Illinois. Of course there is. They're (laughs) actually in the same system. There are seven Concordia universities all in the same system. Concordia, Ann Arbor, Texas, Chicago, Irvine, St. Paul, Nebraska, and Wisconsin.
0: I guess it's a Lutheran university system, not a state university system. So, Mm. kind of tracks.
1: Uh, yeah, Concordia Concordia University in, in Chicago, well, River Forest is is D3 baseball like royalty.
0: So the more you know. TIL, VT was in the Atlantic Lacrosse Conference South. They went 4-0 in their division. They were 14-1 and overall. Concordia-Irvine, if I can pull them up on the sheet, as I keep scrolling and keep scrolling and keep scrolling, I should use Control-F. Concordia Irvine was the top seed in the Southwestern Lacrosse Conference in their first division. Uh, they were seven and zero in division, thirteen and two overall. And then our lovely Georgia Tech was four and zero in their division, top of the SELC North, thirteen and three overall. So that is going to be a heater, a game that's a Monday two thirty tip off first Uh, kickoff face off face off uh yeah yeah. ground rock in austin but over on the northeastern Atlantic seaboard we have acc baseball's championship tournament starting up on what is that later this week on the 11th what is that the tuesday wednesday i should know these dates that's Uh, a wednesday that is a Wednesday. I totally came prepared. Georgia Tech is in the play-in round as the seven seed versus the 10-NC State. Uh, that is a 3 first pitch on ACC Network on Wednesday, the 11th. Uh, Jack, I'm going to hand it to you first. What do you make of this matchup? Uh, what have you made of Tech season so far?
2: I've, the games I've been to... I mean, they, they've they been usually t- – I went to the Dartmouth series uh, and a couple other games here and there. Um, I just, this kind of speaks just for softball. I've, we're better than this last year, that much I know. Uh, I watched us kill at the beginning of the last, last year's season, and then I checked back three weeks later, and we hadn't won a game since. I was like, what the hell happened? Uh, and thankfully, it's been better this year. Um, I, I, I loved watching Jin Saleo play so much at shortstop. Uh, I I wish I could be her out there in slow pitch softball. Like it's incredible. Uh, uh I I didn't see any North Carolina State games. I uh, I don't dive into softball as much as others, but I have seen our offense do well. I do know we have the talent to at least it's softball. I mean, this is, if you're if you can hit a if you can hit solidly, you're gonna poke some home runs, just whether you like it or not. Uh, so I mean, it's just a matter of getting hot. Except that we're not. We lost all of our games at Clemson in their last actually baseball and softball did both of those things. Now that I think about it, sure did. we'll get there. Yeah. So uh,
1: I was moving the last two weekends. Otherwise I definitely would have gone to one of those series up in Clemson.
2: Yeah. So I, I would, I mean, for tournament play, you just got to get hot. I mean, that's just how playoffs work. So you just kind of hope someone throws a perfect game or a no hitter here. And uh, Zeitler or whoever else can, can get a, can get solid contact that'll at least put something down on on the scoreboard.
1: Yeah, so it's funny that you should say that, because last year uh, they were also in the play-in game. Uh, Tech kind of got screwed by the ACC scheduling last year in the COVID year, but that's neither here nor there. Um, But, um, yeah, I I believe Blake Nellman came out and threw a a no-no against Syracuse in the opening round, of course. Tech later then fell to Clemson, a school we still haven't beat yet.
0: Uh, (laughs) School that's only had a softball program for three years, by the way. Yeah.
1: Love, uh, that. yeah. love that, But um in, in terms of you know uh NC State, the the prognosis uh and Duke, who would be the next round matchup, um tech did sweep NC State this year. Uh it was a 3-0-9-1-5-1 uh slate of games. The 9-1 mm-hmm. game uh being in six innings, so a run rule, but um a much nicer turnaround than uh than last year. NC State's down a little bit but um, has a familiar face in the circle. So, you know, the uh, uh, the the more they come around, the better, I guess. But um, in, in terms of, uh, I guess, year over year transition, I, I think Tech is a little bit more built for the postseason than they used to be just by, yep. by having Chandler Dennis uh, in addition to Blake Nellman. That being said, uh, the Duke series, of course, is worth touching on the fact that we lost in five, uh, 10-3 in a full seven, and then three to one means that we're probably going to have to get not only uh, a good game, but also a bit of luck on our side, whether that's, you know, the bats getting hot, uh, Kauf and and Trisha Awald and and the rest can really put the ball out of the park or or lace a double at any given time. But, uh, you know, we're going to have to keep runs off the board, and and that's not something that we've
0: really been good
1: at against Duke yet, I guess. They're they're a young program, too, and have only played them a handful of
0: times. Uh, also three years old, by the way. It,
2: really? I thought they were here. What's up with the Carolinas just adding softball in 2019? Uh, <laughs> Title
0: IX, probably.
1: That's that, That'll do. Yep. Well, Cle- Clemson's much quicker to uh, give a sport a chop than add a sport. So really, this is this is remarkable that they didn't just you know incinerate a track or swim program. But I guess they're almost out of those. They did so. attempt
0: that, to be fair. They did attempt to incinerate men's track uh, oh. during the pandemic. So... Yeah. They got sued out of it.
1: Jack, one of this Dang. podcast token issues is the fact that the Clemson swim team got absolutely royally screwed by the Clemson athletic department. And, uh, okay. They'll, I they'll did, I
2: went, I went to the ACC meet and I like noticed why the hell aren't they here? I just, it didn't rec- occur to me that like, they just didn't have a team at all. Uh, but Miami to too. Know yeah. Yeah. And I think Pitt wasn't there. I don't
1: no, so Miami's, Miami's really weird. Cause they usually beat a lot of schools at NCAAs, despite having, you know, they have their women's team, but their men are only divers, but they're so good at diving that they're like a top 30 top 25 program wow, okay. at, at NCAAs year in year out. So weird, weird ACC, like, uh, huh. options in terms of sports, uh, obviously Syracuse baseball, um, wake sports, soccer, softball, tech women's soccer, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean everybody's got football and basketball, but it's, it's Unfortunately. a good run. And then uh, the other the other caveat that we do want to note for those listening, uh, the ACC softball tournament is in Pittsburgh. It does start the middle of the week, and only 10 teams will be there. So despite there being, what, 13?
0: I think there's a full 14 now.
1: Because no, no, Miami doesn't have a team and Wake doesn't,
0: but – uh i'm not gonna go count it i'm I, it's fine it's 13 i'm not gonna go count it i'm I'm way All too right, lazy no. however i do want to hit you with this <laughs> yeah when we were we were talking earlier this week about some prognosis uh prognoses if you will uh as tech heads towards the postseason for the first time in about a decade what how do they improve their seed in this tournament what do they need to you, Mr. Bracketologist, to get from, I think you, you had them as a three or a top, or like a low two, high three, the last time we talked about this. What do they need to do to improve their, improve their overall seed and get in that mid two, high two range?
1: Is it too much of a snarky answer to say, go back in time and beat Clemson a couple of times? Because like, <laughs> really, that would be the best way to do it.
0: <laughs> Honestly. Um, okay, okay. In the context of the ACC tournament,
1: yeah, so in the context of the ACC tournament, obviously you want to win that first round game. But uh, Duke, as of um, as of right now, in the old Jake rankings, is my number eight team uh, in terms of the uh, in terms of the tournament prognosis. That would put them as a potential super regional host. And you know, beating beating a top ten team is always nice. Uh, Tech uh, currently uh, is the number twenty two team in my ranks I have them headed towards Tennessee um, who is the uh, 11th regional host so uh, you know uh, a lot of that uh, a lot of that play in the top 25 type range comes with with beating teams above your station and, and winning the games you're supposed to NC State's definitely one we're supposed to Duke is definitely one uh, that would that would get us some props and then with the ACC being what it is this year I mean it, it's it's kind of ridiculous you know you got you got Virginia Tech Um, You got Florida state, you got Duke who we already mentioned. Um, I'm sure that there's somebody else above us that, oh yeah, Clemson and Notre Dame. um, You know, you're going to run into one of those teams past uh, past Duke. And if you're not, it's because somebody else is really hot and and playing really well, whether that's, you know, a a Louisville or a Virginia or
0: someone like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. So, what we're feeling is they'll get past NC State, and then we'll, we'll sort of see. We'll feel our way through the Duke game. Yeah that's, yeah, that's good. The expectation here is to win at least one game, is what we're saying.
1: Uh, yeah, w- win one, be competitive in the second, and, and that'll put you in the, uh, in the conversation for, you know, maybe taking
0: a taking win against Duke, which would be nice. Speaking of teams that did not beat Duke in a series, let's move on to the men's side of the stickball sports. The baseball team got swept at Clemson this weekend. They allowed a grand total of 35 runs in three losses. I don't want to spend a lot of time on this because I know it depresses all three of us. Give me one sentence on what you think The prognosis is for this team heading into the final what two ish weeks of the season. Jack, you go first.
2: I I used to play one sense throw strikes a lot consistently. Okay. I
0: I I will also allow you the other sentence that you started before I
2: interrupted. Oh, that I just I was qualifying that I played ball in the past and that was my cardinal rule. Oh yeah, (laughs) throw strikes.
0: Yeah. Throw strikes, no, nothing else. Throw strikes, even when hitting. Throw strikes. Hit <laughs> <laughs> strikes. That's technically, that's I mean, technically get, get also. The strikes. Get, too, be
2: you know. in the strike zone, somehow.
1: Not facing. That, that's always good. No. Um, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I, I think the biggest takeaway I've had from the past week isn't even a, a go-forward thing. It's why did we extend these guys?
0: But, yeah, that's not one sentence. However, I will let you keep it. They, I think that's another news item we should mention. Uh, Danny Hall, James Ramsey, and uh, Dave Burrell have been extended until 2025. So that is three more seasons. Um, I am... It is... I think they there's validity to those extensions uh, from a certain point of view, right? They have been... Dominating uh recruiting rankings, they have brought in a lot of really good talent. They have the backing of you know major players in the in the tech ecosystem, where you're talking about a Mark Teixeira, um, a uh, Charlie Blackman, that sort of thing. So those kinds of players are have rated those guys really highly and really like what they're doing. I but I think and I I think they've put together recently pretty good seasons together, right? I mean like a second place finish at a regional taking Vandy who ended up being college world series runner up last year to extra innings in the regional that's final. Six. That's nothing that's to sniff it, yeah. at uh, hosting a, a being the number three national seed in 19 and hosting a regional. That's nothing to, that's nothing to sniff at either. I think the, the sort of the folly with the extension comes from, okay, well the pitching has not improved over the three years of, of Burrell um, and even with the pitching lab um
1: and, and on, the team hasn't you can't, you can't even credit burrell with with the pitching that got us to 2019 uh and, and
0: right right, that, right but i'm saying that, that regional, sort like of it. the hall and the the hall and the ramsey part of the staff at least you can give them the extension on the weight of that right
1: oh well yeah i mean danny hall's the winningest coach in, in tech baseball history he's still been winning games i i think the, the problem is obviously the pitching is very yeah. very very obviously the pitching. I have questions with the lineup and how those are constructed,
0: but I mean,
1: it's, James Ramsey's doing his job. I think we can all agree on that, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. And I think the point that we've come across, and, and, and Jack, I'll let you get a word in here, but the point that we've hit on multiple times is was like there are questions with the process. Like we have a bunch of questions about the process, what's going on week in and week out in the pitching lab, but everything else program wide is kind of fine, right? Kind of fine, right? And if you're grading on a scale sort of uh, and, and evaluating them on the balance of that, like, okay, there's a bunch of these good things but there's also this one massive negative thing. Is that worth an extension? And the decision was made by leadership to say yes.
2: I mean, they did, yeah, they, they win a lot of games. Um, and I, you kind of wonder what the momentum from 19 when we were doing really well into like a normal 20 would have been and where, where, how that changes where we are now. And if that, I don't know if that, how much that changes the pitching, but it could be something. Um, but yeah, I, it's so fun to watch. Yeah, we have what, who was it? Joey Bart and is the, what quickly became the Giants starter for his hot second there. And then Parada is going to be a top, 10 would pick something like that at least five um if five yeah not, something at worst five yeah it's insane what he's doing um how long has the pitching lab been around because i heard about this is this like i knew he built something for baseball two was, years. That, was that the two years okay so we're two years i in think the it's two
0: lab. years it was operational at least for this off season um okay. or this this past off season so um it, It's definitely been a thing because it because they had to finish the the whole Champions Hall renovation and, and yeah, everything like yeah, that. Okay. So it's that makes all sense. it's all underneath there. But
2: I would I want to I gotta find a way to go see this thing because that I I wonder I I mainly I pitched growing up and so I just wonder like how is how is it changing the mindsets of these guys coming out of high school into like using this kind of tech and just does it put them in a weird space because whenever I tried to shift my mechanics or just shift how i was thinking on the mound it just i just went south immediately um Mm -hmm. pitching's about timing or pitching's about messing up the hitter's timing and but you've got to have your own timing your own like roy halliday had to quit baseball early because it was so goddamn hard like he was basically running a computer in his head at overdrive just to keep pace with himself
0: um yeah i mean i i think Pitching is this is gonna be a very tenuous metaphor, but please or simile, but please bear with me. Pitching is like kicking, uh kicking footballs where it's like everyone is a head case. Like you gotta be in the zone yeah. Yeah, all really the do. time to pitch very well.
2: All right, Jake, all right, I can
0: see right. your brain working on this one.
1: I <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out how many sports and people we've called headcases in in the last like three months because i'm saying
2: is a, a,
0: a it's, head case is probably too negative all of a connotation, but you get tennis what tennis i mean you gotta be neurotic player, yeah, you have to be neurotic yeah like
1: <laughs> divers i think we commented that about platform diving you know head case no sorry not to not to completely derail belabor but, the point
0: if you will yeah
1: in in terms of in in terms of like just the i don't know like it this is this is a team that's had success it's a coaching staff that's had success all that's correct and and when you think about it we're coming off of a week before this where we just took a series from a top 10 team like we did yeah it, it's it's been a very uh I, honestly neurotic's a great way to describe the year too right up and it, down it, it, yep, It's one yep, yep. with, yep. with full of contradictions and and nothing about it talk talking about it I'm sure going through it as, as a very talented team, as as all those gents are, hasn't been probably easy for them as well. It's it's been a season that defines easy explanation and expectation.
0: Yeah. Uh yeah. just to wrap up the season wrap of the baseball segment, they are playing a midweek game versus Georgia Southern at home uh this week. They lost at Georgia Southern earlier this season, but As we talked about last week, a bunch of their in-state schedule has become very, very competitive this year. And that's really good to see overall. Uh, They'll have Akron and Kent State uh, next week. I think that's two weeks from now um, on the road. And then they'll wrap up the ACC slate at Pitt on the 19th through the 21st. Jake, you got the last word.
1: So much for the Danny Hall retirement tour.
0: Yeah, that speculation was rash, it seems. <laughs> so
1: uh, we'll eat some crow on that because we, we definitely bought into that, that line of thinking. But A lot
0: of people did. A lot of people eating crow, to be fair. Yeah. Womp. Uh. Oh, let's touch on golf really quick. We talked about their ACC tournament second place finish last week. The NCAA regional slate was announced this past week. Uh, They will be in Columbus, Ohio, starting on Monday, next Monday, actually. So we'll give a full preview then. Uh, Bottom line, just as a high-level thing to think about, they just have to finish top five to advance to the uh, NCAA championship final out of this regional. The main teams to look at are your top four seeds here of Oklahoma State, who is the number two national. Georgia Tech, obviously, the number 11 national. Uh, Arkansas, who's the number 14, and Clemson at the 23. Those are your top four seeds in the Columbus-Ohio regional hosted by Ohio State. Ohio State is the sixth in this region. Any quick thoughts on that? Uh, Jake, you first. Yeah, I do. I've been
1: saving this one up all week since I saw this got announced. I don't know how often Georgia Tech goes to Columbus for anything. I can't remember of it. recently like maybe 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 we went up there for a tennis regional or something like that i don't know uh, point is the last uh time i can remember any team going up there in particular uh is my beloved uh georgia tech swim club winning the 2019 national championship up there so roll your eyes harder and tell me that we don't win trophies in uh, in columbus <laughs> ohio you know we're, we're undefeated for all i care about uh Put money on it. They're in the bank. These guys are great. I mean, obviously, they're great already. But- God. You've been thinking about this specific yes, yes. anecdote for a I've been, week? I've been waiting for this, Akshay, for yes. this specific content that you crave.
0: <laughs> Christ. Just to, to, before, I, uh, before we go to Jack real quick, I want to name the other teams that are in here. Uh, East Tennessee State is the five. Ohio State, again, is the six. Duke, seven. Northwestern, eight. Uh, Florida Gulf Coast, nine. San Francisco, ten. Kentucky eleven, Wright state twelve, and thirteen is Southern Illinois. Jack, you got a last word here?
2: Uh, can't confirm San Francisco's a real college. Uh, beyond that, uh, I just know we're good at golf for the most part. I never interact I never got the chance to interact with any of our golfers while I was a student, so I can't. I don't have any insider information or any roundabout way to say something that's intelligent on this. Just putt well, please don't miss the fairway.
1: Yeah, they uh, they've been practicing out at the Noonan uh, behind the place that I'll live for another five days. So uh, hopefully all that pays off. They've been out there a lot. though.
2: Bring out your binoculars.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that appears to be Ben Ruder
0: chipping. (laughs) (laughs) They I will say this. I don't know a lot about golf, but they did have a really good showing, really competitive uh, showing at the ACC championship final Um, and just a really good weekend there.
2: The technique no. has some coverage. I know, I know we've, we've written about them. I didn't write about them, but we wrote about them.
0: So, all right.
1: So our, our summer project as a podcast is to go out and golf and like steal one of the golf players and say, all right, four hours, 18 holes,
0: teach us about your <laughs> ways.
2: think us everything. Yes. Up. Yes. That's a it's a walk, place.
0: walk 18 and interview. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That totally <laughs> won't backfire. You know,
1: just get, go to the go to that source.
0: No, it'll it'll be fine.
2: Um, we got to bring him to Top Golf. <laughs> yeah, that'll that'll work.
1: <laughs> do do me living right next to golf places. I used to live right across the street from Top Golf too. For for those oh, wow. of you that needed to know that. <laughs> Great. <laughs> don't don't try and find my new apartment. It's not near a golf course.
0: Let's head over to Griffin Track. The Georgia Tech track team was off. This past week but they do have their acc championships coming up later this coming week jake what can you tell us about what to expect
1: yeah so we'll 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 talk about graduation at a higher level in a bit but uh in terms of things that you absolutely must pay attention to now is uh and you know i I say this knowing full well the weight of what i'm going to say You only have two meets left to watch the greatest to ever do it for Georgia tech in not one, but two different sports. Nicole Feagans has two meets left and whether that's breaking a record, because it seems like she does that every week or, you know, winning an event or becoming an all ACC, all American, whatever you got ACCs, And then you got the NCAA process to watch her. So by, by and large, that needs to be what, uh, what you're, what you're looking at in the coming week, obviously, uh, We've talked about it in the past. Uh, Georgia Tech doesn't have a ton of depth. Um, it's never been something we particularly point to on the track. And it's not something that, uh, like, y- y- you should not go into this week expecting an ACC championship. If you do, I'm sorry. Like, you're just not going to have fun. Go watch, um, you know, Olivia Moore pole vaulting. Uh, our high jump on the men's and women's side and long jump has been really good this year. Uh, and then our distance running been really solid. So, And, and we've got good hurdles and sprinters. It's just not a ton of depth. Same problem we had for years in swimming. Don't go in with unrealistic expectations. Go in, watch them run. And, and especially the cream uh, is going to rise to that top.
0: Uh, I also think this will be on ACC Network Extra. Uh, it should. I didn't double check that, but I would be surprised if it wasn't. And like, it's kind of fun when there's a track meet on during the day, um, uh, during the workday. It's like nice background noise at, at the very least.
1: Hopefully you guys don't think I just kind of like sandbagged this whole team. But because I'm trying to be like the the, the positive, but also realist vision. Oh, yeah, no, the track, depth is coming.
2: Are, they're sneaky. So, they're sneaky. Uh, sneaky sport teams. I mean that sneaky team sports, not sport teams. They're all sport teams. Uh, yeah, you need. You need. They're they're just big old bullpens in different sports honestly i'm sorry actually
0: <laughs> no but 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 my point is that and i think jake you just it didn't get to saying this it, it, the depth is developing and i think we've seen that over the last couple of meetings and we took we took a look at i, I think the pen relays and then the georgia tech invite finishes that there were a bunch of underclassmen that were just coming through the system and and placing in those top to, top 30 and top 40 spots so um it's a bit of a, like track is a little bit weird. Uh, we talked about it last week with pen relays involving like pro athletes and like older, uh, older runners that are uh, from different track clubs and, and what have you so that your final results can get a little, um, a little jumbled. And then also you have the added complexity of split squad weekends too, right? Where you're sending a bunch of runners over to Penn and then you're sending a bunch of runners over to the Torren Lawrence and, you know it's hard to make direct comparisons sometimes, but suffice to say, the depth is coming. It's just a matter of when it, you know, and un- presents itself and announces itself uh, on the collegiate stage.
1: Yeah, I know we we kind of uh, and we acknowledge this as a podcast. We we tie back into things we know a lot, whether that's atlanta united or swimming or you know talking about baseball or i'm particular excited to in see basketball. where you're going
0: with this by the way
2: <laughs> you, you
1: mentioned the depth coming up the one thing that like i think needs a lot of payoff or i just really hope for their own sakes happens is that it lines up with uh, experienced seniors already being there and, and things of that nature. Like we saw Kaya Pamputis and Christian Ferraro uh, and Cabarone get a fifth year. At the same time, we got a bunch of young Turks, literally young Turks. Haha, yes. very funny. Haha,
0: memes, yes.
1: You know, and, and, and they, they spit out a wire to wire top 25 season. Like it, I, I think that's the expectation you kind of got to have on the track too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Jack, you got anything on this one before we move on?
2: Uh, I did get to actually interview Nicole Feagans, uh about a month and a half ago for one of our issues at the Technique, and she, hey, she, she had just been. She, she, I think the big thing for her, based on what we talked about, was just that she's way more used to this post, just the postseason schedule and just how much longer it goes, um, and how it it just you have she has you just have to stretch out your legs for a longer amount of time. Um, I think she likes indoor a little bit better, uh, just and especially in indoor in indoor track versus outdoor track but also just in track versus cross country as a whole like that's just this just does her feel a little bit better um i did i watched one of her i watched one of her races at tech uh during that weekend that last weekend they were here i mean she and she looked really good she was pacing i think it was the five. it was the 5k yeah she and she paced really well for i think she broke the school record by what two seconds that, on that one um yeah. and it didn't necessarily look like she was like Really reaching for it. Uh, well, in a way, I mean, she got second, so she didn't win. But um, just the idea that year over year, she's just gotten a lot better and is as ready as she's ever been to like do these kind of beats and stretch into ACCs and longer. Uh, that at least tells me, okay, I don't think it's unreasonable to expect her to keep breaking these records as we go on because she has taken a lot of time between meets. Um, she does just keep getting faster. Um, uh, she did graduate. She was in the same graduation ceremony as me, which is cool. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I think, I think in general, being hopeful about the, the top of our track team is a really cool fact uh, that we have. And hopefully like swim, it turns into some somewhat sustained success maybe in three years when everyone's got more of their legs under them. Cause I mean, Nicole's improved a ton in the last three years and so who knows what anyone else could do on this team. Yeah.
1: And, and I think, I think this is a, a program where you see people come in and improve a lot and, and get better. It's just a matter of, you know, hitting on a couple at once or, you know, a couple people yeah. coming up at the same right. time. Like yeah. uh, we we've had uh, coach Hinsdale and, and coach Drosky in, in the programs almost literally forever. Now, like they're two of the longest tenured people <laughs> in, in the, in the athletics building. And, you know, and it, it, it says the power of coaching that they're able to, you know, every once in a while that, that tech, cross country or track team is, is going to compete for an ACC title or, or an NCAA birth. Uh, and we saw that two years in our own cross country that hadn't happened in years. And, you know, uh, with, yeah. uh, with, uh, I think it's interesting because cross country, obviously small roster, uh, small, like you need to break right a, a few times and get really right. But with track, you need this, this amazing depth. Uh, so really trying to figure out how that balances to, you know, create that rising tide is going to be, interesting moving forward, especially for a program that from from Janine Williams, home Solomon, Nicole Fegans, I could just keep naming off. We've had all these ex uh exemplary uh runners and, and field athletes over Olivia Moore, who just graduated this speaking as well, you know, uh, all these exemplary yep. athletes. Um, even in the five, six years that the, the three of us have been uh in the mix watching and, and paying attention, but uh, you know, it's that—that's what they're there for, right? They, they've got a lot of great star powers. If you're looking at one thing this weekend, like we said, I think that's what you gotta kind of hang that hat on. Uh,
0: absolutely. Let's double back to something that happened this past week: the women's tennis NCAA team championships. Tech was in the Auburn regional, paired up with Memphis for its first match, which they dominated four-one uh, over Memphis. They took the doubles point and won three singles on their way to a second round matchup with Auburn which went the distance but Tech fell three four. Jake do you have an introductory thought on Tech's performance in this regional?
1: Honestly it's it's back to form right it's it's a team that needed to reload a little bit and the fact that they played solid enough to to get their bid and and play through to the second round and really be into the conversation for a sweet 16 late was about as well as you can expect from a team. that's really a, you know, top like fringy top 25 to top 40 team this year to finish in that round of 32. There's, there's no shame in that.
0: Yeah, uh, absolutely. And I, I think we talked about it. I, you've mentioned, you mentioned a thing that we talked about all season is that they have been rebuilding. They lost two of their best players ever um over over the break and how you're figuring out this entire season with lineup construction and and, and stacking uh, stacking various doubles pairings and uh, mixing up your doubles uh, doubles rotations like how how this team has come together has been really interesting and how it's grown as well over the last couple of months has been really interesting as well and i i don't i think this is kind of like i feel fine with this right like this is not like a disappointment to me like it's disappointing that they didn't advance to the sweet 16 but it's fine that they took over to the distance i don't know I, I i'm trying to make this sound positive put a positive spin on it
1: yeah and i i think i think no one's going to disagree with that i i think it really reflects what at least i was trying to say in terms of like you know what it sucks that they didn't go on they were up 3 to 1 i don't know if we mentioned that yet they were up 3 to 1 Um, but we're down on, on two of the three other courts. And I believe tied on the third, um, when that third point, uh, was, was netted. And that's, that's where their score stayed. So, you know, obviously disappointing not to in in that like lower level, but I think the, the biggest thing that kind of, uh, resonated with me, um, just kind of looking out at the weekend and results, um, for listeners who don't know, we, we did allude to losing two very important pieces, uh. Kenny Jones, who was back for a fifth year last year, and uh, Vicky Flores, who has uh, finished up her senior year, got her degree, uh, and then went out to Pepperdine uh, for her graduate degree. Uh, and that's something that's going to be really interesting um, with, with COVID and, and narratives around that as well. And, you know, you see you see these things like, oh, Bubba, Bubba Parham's transferring, or Jordan Yates is transferring, or uh, Kayla Kaiser, you know, these these important... Players for tech on on different teams. Andy Archer going out to Hawaii,
0: um, to, to borrow one from last year. Using and also bleaching the hell out of his hair. By the way, I did catch a couple of Hawaii games earlier this year.
1: Yeah, no, but <laughs> you know what I mean. It, it's people using that weird fifth year of eligibility to go get that degree um, that they really can't get a tech. You know, if you're if you're getting a med type degree or a law type degree. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure that's what Vicky Flores went out to get is yeah law. I think we talked about it we talked a lot.
2: basketball just lost Sarah Bates this week too
1: yeah same thing like they they came they got their degree it's not like they're saying hey I I'm out like they they got their degree they <laughs> this is Georgia they, Tech yeah the they did their key.
2: thing they did their time
1: yeah exactly and, and you know but between us we we all we all got tech degrees we left when we were done with them I can't merch it well I didn't really. I stayed for another one, but we all left eventually. We were finished but with what yeah, we signed average, up. You
0: know, this podcast currently averages 1.3 tech degrees per person. Yeah.
1: No. So I, I, I don't besmirch, besmirch any of it, but man, this team with Victoria Flores, whew, they, I mean, then uh, around 32 exit would be disappointing, but you essentially lost court one and, two and one swoop, loop and then played your way back to to the second round, almost to the sweet 16 of an NCAA. I think that's a pretty good bounce back. And it's the same type of killer reload like we've seen on the golf course. And uh, we've given them so much props for that. So we might as well give them somewhat of a, of a shout out too for, for women's tennis. I don't know if we've done that quite as clearly as we could have this year.
0: Yeah. Um, Just a quick scheduling note for women's tennis. They have the singles and doubles championships coming up uh, at Illinois in. What is that? Three weeks, three weeks. Um, Carol Lee and Kate Sherabura will be there. Jack, do you have any parting thoughts on women's tennis performance at the NCAA team championships?
2: No. I did <laughs> not watch any of this. <laughs> Barely. I was really I was hoping you were gonna bring
0: teams. up the name of the uh of the tennis complex at uh Illinois, but you know, we can sidestep oh. the joke on that one.
2: Oh, i'm not a star trek guy i'm sorry boo it's the oh, con outdoor tennis complex by the way
1: seen a star trek, so that-
0: both of you need to learn yourself some memes you don't I've need watched, to know
2: uh, most i've watched most of the movies i did no shows i why so I, I i watched that at least so i've watched that scene i remember watching that scene okay <laughs>
0: Fine. Uh, That is acceptable, Jake. We're going to have a conversation after this. Uh, Moving on to the men's side of Ken Byers' tennis complex. They were off. They uh, did not make the NCAA team competition, but they will be in the singles and doubles championships. Andres Martin uh, and Mr. Daniel will be participating. What do you make of this draw for them, Mr. Graham?
1: Um, I think that uh they are between andres on the single side and andres and marcus on the double side they are about as good uh as any team in the country any singles pairing any doubles uh well any singles person any doubles pairing in the country um we saw it in the fall they they swept through the ita southeastern regionals went on to play in san diego um in in their big uh in the big nationals there. And and I think that really fits with the same expectations here, right? They they peaked at top three in the country, uh, maybe top two. I think it was top three in, in terms of doubles. Um, Andres has been top 10 in singles all year. That should mean that they're playing late into the weekend. Uh, that they, they're not people that faltered a lot during the regular season. They're obviously super reliable, and and I think that expectation for them is is being in the mix for you know the, the that round of 16, round of eight type type finish, and they 're definitely capable of it, that being said um, you know all of this is gravy right uh, uh, it's that that's tennis we get so much post season tennis that it's almost hard to 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 determine where the the expectation is because obviously you want to win it all, but you know with with the women they we already just declared their su- season ex- season a success is is Lee and, and Cher Burra uh, between, you know, singles and doubles, because they did get entries in both, uh, playing it at uh, at UIUC for their t- draws, is that uh, going to make that more of a success? Is it just gravy? I, I, I don't know. That's where I struggled to draw the line in terms of expectations, because, right, we, we said that this men's tennis team was a team that could and, and should be in the mix to go to a regional. So, um, well, before the season, they they obviously had a lot of tough 4-3 losses um, scattered throughout the year. I got way off topic there. So somebody reel me back in. Um, I, I, I think
2: – Andres I, I think Andres going to do good things.
1: things. Yeah. Who's your anything. reel back in? <laughs>
0: there.
1: Somebody else, talk.
2: They're a good
0: doubles I, pair. I, I, I think the expectation – I I don't really have expectations for them. Right. I think you you mentioned it when you're talking about the team season as a whole, they had a bunch of four, three losses, but um, Martin McDaniel were really good, really good doubles pairing. And both of those players have been, you know, text one, two, or like one, two, three mainstays for, for a while. So um, I, I, I don't really have any expectations. We'll just sort of uh, peel our way through this and and see how they do. Jack, uh, you got anything on this one?
2: I think it'd just be cool just uh, just to have like a sneak – like they, these guys outside of vegans, are like kind of like the sneaky best-case scenario for any of the last of the tech sports to like really make a splash in any of the last couple of sports we have to go before the 2022-23 seasons go on. So and I think – it especially like when we were so close in volleyball and just had to run into Louisville again, um, and then mm-hmm. women's basketball just got cold at the wrong time. Um, and certainly looked like a Sweet 16 team at least for most of the year. Um, I, I think just this little random, like not random, but just like, oh, hold on a second, Andres Martin might be bringing us some silverware or something at least. Uh, I mean, it's it's an outside shot, but it's like, okay, I think in a year where Tech Athletics on the non-Rev side has done on average spectacularly to get something to show for it, if if it's him, I'd be, I'd be, I'd love it so much.
1: And that's exactly, I think pinpointing why golf coming up so heartbreakingly short, uh, in the ACC championship was doubly frustrating. Cause like one, they win it all the time and it's just nice for them to keep doing that. But two, like for a year that like, at least for us as people who are relatively pretty clued into non-rev sports go, like we understand that like in the lead eight season for volleyball, that was up there with one of their best, if if not their best season of all time, it's their second best, you know, women's basketball, best win of all time, uh, over Yukon. That's pretty darn good. Um, golf, obviously still in the mix for, you know, a couple more trophies track, yeah. individual performance, talked about vegans, um, swimming, uh, the men were top 25, top 20, something like that. Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head, like top, top to bottom, things are going really softball just had their best yeah. regular season in, in a decade uh more
2: you know like it's i mean it's building it's building it's all just collectively going from the ground up and we're getting some continuity i mean swimming's got i mean i i I talked to the those senior guys and like they mentioned if we're in swimming and like they mentioned over and over like yeah we've got the we've got it set in place this program's ready to go uh kyle pumpu is just that's all he would talk about just like we got the freshmen they're here christian was like we've got the guys we're glad we were able to see them go through this um uh, most of these teams have that now too. So uh yeah, yeah please win trophies. We want trophies.
0: <laughs> Silverware is nice. Yeah. And goldware is better.
1: The right. um <laughs> the kind of like to not tie a boat. You got dovetail. Dovetail. In terms of the, the thing that I keep thinking about is how far do they have to go to be like idle anyways this season's a success. Like what does that look like in terms of that expectation for them being like, okay, Anders Martin, Marcus McDaniel, they went really far. Obviously they already went really far in the fall, but like, what does that look like to say? Like, you know, Kenny Thorne, whoever uh, recruiting, like all that, all that stuff is whatever this year. They met expectation. What, what do
0: they have to do to hit that? Right. Yeah. Wait, that was an actual question? That wasn't a rhetorical no, question? No, it was a
1: legitimate question. What? What? What's your uh, expectation?
0: I think if they make the Sweet 16, it's a success. An un... Like, un... What's the word I'm looking for? Unmitigated? Not, unmitigated is negative, but it's like an unconstrained success. Like, no caveats. It is a success for for, for the team. I think if they... um they fall in the round of 32. That's sort of where I feel that's fine. I'm not going to, I'm not going to feel a specific way about it. That That's for me at least.
1: You just want them to go in and mix it up
0: is what you're saying. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Right. Jack, anything can, different I from you?
2: Do... I like that idea. I, I think that's, I think that's a, that's a, it's a, a, a safe bet. Um, I think that's a, <laughs> it's a, a... <laughs> good way to emotionally hedge. It's a great emotional hedging. I
0: love emotional hedging. Let me tell you, so, uh, this
1: podcast exists to emotionally hedge. I, uh,
0: That's why
1: I have tickets.
0: In fact, you
1: know, emotionally hedging football. Just kidding. i I've been, I don't know Atlanta, ball, I've,
0: been a, I've been an Atlanta sports fan too long to not emotionally hedge on. It's um, it's it's, it's just outcome.
1: too easy. It's too easy. The there was literally a flag like banner in, in my uncle's house growing up that said. Wait till next year. My whole existence as a Chicago Cubs fan uh, was, was emotional hedging. Don't even worry about this. Wait till next year. It's only been a week. <laughs> no, wait till next year. Wait till next year. Sorry.
0: Anyway. Well, for uh, some of us, the next year is a new frontier after graduation. Uh, congrats <laughs> to Jack uh, for graduating yesterday. Uh, we're going to wrap up here. Anything else As we talk about? We talked about a lot today. Uh, anything else to wrap up? Yeah, um, I have a couple notes on
1: graduation. Um, I've been, you know, if if you've read Yellow Jacket Roundup already, if not, uh, well, you should go read it anyways. But uh, I'll kind of summarize what I said there. Um, Thinking about graduation is always really interesting to me. Um, It's a singular point that I think ties our sports together in ways that we don't really see cross programs other than you know, I guess cross country and track overlap. Or you know, Mike Devoe ran with the track team. Like they, they don't get a lot of interface across uh, a variety of different sports. But on one day, you get to be thinking about, wow, like there goes Jordan Yates, there goes Nicole Figgins, there goes Kyle Pamputis crossing the stage in a way that really doesn't come together a lot. And and I do want to rattle off just uh, in terms of um, some of I guess the the things uh, that they all. Um, kind of contributed to while they were at Tech. Obviously, uh, probably first and foremost um, in the collective conscious uh, is is the ACC Championship men's basketball team. Mike DeVoe, Khalid Moore, Bubba Parham, Jordan Usher, um, you know, Loda Milotnin and Sarah Bates contributed to uh, a real renaissance in women's basketball. Uh, This was a program that uh, I, I think it would not be uh, a stretch to say in the winter of 2019 was kind of left for dead, uh, due to transfers and scandals. And, um, you know, uh, now they're, they're coached by one of the most beloved people ever to wear white and gold, uh, with, uh, you know, some of the most impressive wins and, and you know, quality, uh, people, uh, just a part of the program, uh, staff players otherwise. Um, so, you know, the, the two of them, um, we could we could name a number of the softball players, but uh, uh, it's worth calling out that Bailey Zeitler's starting um, count uh, in four years is 100 and counting. That speaks to the ubiquity uh, of softball in our spring too, but softball even more so just as they play so many games. Uh, it's a name that you hear up and down uh, the list. Uh, obviously, it would not be... Uh, we're talking about without talking about Michaela Dowd, the Kaiser, Maddie Tippett, uh, names that I think could be the three, uh, if not uh, most spoken volleyball names on this podcast, they're up there with B and Bergman uh, to consist of our top five. Um, And, you know, just, uh, you know, tremendous uh, to watch that team over the last three years. And they were foundational members of that arc from, you know, scrappy underdog to unstoppable behemoth of volleyball annihilation. Like it was an expectation to win last year. And that's not something I could say about, about the teams from, um, you know, 2017, 2018. They, they, they came a long way. They, they really did. Um, and then uh, just that last point, we've kind of hit on this a couple of times. It, it's not often that you have a weekend where you can say the greatest to ever compete uh, for one tech sport or even two tech sports. Uh, across the stage, like on the same time, uh, it is decidedly even more improbable to see uh, the two greatest men swimmers, Kyle papudis Christian Ferraro, the best women's diver, uh, that's Cami Hidalgo, uh, the best long distance runner uh, in track and cross country athlete, uh, Nicole Figgins, and then a name that we haven't even discussed yet on this podcast, Mark Teixeira, finally getting his degree, who could be yes, the best yes. uh, baseball player of all time. I got. I made that's sure to five get a sports. Play. I go- did say Wait, hold on, sports hold on. graduated.
0: I did say Mark DeCera when we were talking about bat, when we were talking about baseball and the extension. Okay, give me some give me some credit. Fine. But I will but like, I will throw you the bone for for the graduation bit.
1: If we're talking about things I've thought about all week, that's really the one, not some silly joke about uh, about club swimming. But that it you got to savor it. They're only here for four, sometimes five years, and and that's. That's a lot of great memories walking out the door right there between yeah. hard court, between volleyball, you know, softball, baseball. I mean,
0: I, I don't remember Mark Teixeira playing for Tech. I don't think any of us I think Mark Teixeira, no, wait, Mark Teixeira. When did Mark Teixeira go to the pros? Now I have to Teixeira would out. have
2: played in the early 2000s. He got drafted in 05 or 06. I was so, I, 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 had, I had to, I was so glad he was in my ceremony because I was like, I have to beat this guy because I went to his first game as a Brave back in 2000 oh. whatever that was and he hit a home run right-handed he's a switcher uh i forgot who we even played or who the or uh, who was pitching in that game but no i made sure to tell him like dude i was there it was great it was cool to meet it's so good to meet him you look at the size of his hands you're like yeah we understand why he hit so many home runs that man's just massive <laughs> still right now he
0: played the astros by the way in that debut on the uh first of august in 07
2: astros okay gotcha
0: no, that's so a, that's poetic in a bunch of ways isn't
2: it <laughs> yeah i was he became the first he was the first brave i ever met
0: wow that's cool yeah. very impressive
2: no damn it i lied sorry second second tom glavin was the first
0: Boo. um i will say <laughs> that how tom, dare you uh, lie on our podcast
2: i'm sorry, I, I, I caught it I caught, I caught myself i caught myself i've been lying on other text threads though unintentionally though just <laughs> never never tell a joke Brother on Rumble's this podcast did not
1: blow its credibility with the tony Elliott article no no, no. It was that that's that's what did it we're not gonna
0: reopen that bundle of that bundle of cans of worms uh i was gonna make a joke about how uh had entered the pros before jake was born but it looks like that tashara was drafted in 01 so uh that joke would not have flown although it is fairly close
2: yeah
1: 98 i don't know what you actually you're 97 are you 98 97
0: okay Jackson. fairly close we are all close. 90s i'm 90
2: I'm, I'm 99 so we're all we're all pre-cantasy. even
0: closer fantastic yeah. i feel older every year anything else before yeah. we pack it in for the day
1: oh one last thing uh we did have a buzz graduate i was at the morning ceremony uh because Josie's. oh
2: you did yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But, uh, landon's a great guy um he's been behind the mask for a really long time and and he really cares a lot about that that craft so you know great to great to see them get their their moment in the sun so
0: absolutely it's also very fun to watch them get like a jump up into a different buzz's arms and get uh fireman carried across the stage it's very funny yeah it's a lot of fun okay cool well that is it for us for this week we will see you all next week uh, hopefully with some uh, golf well I guess we'll have a golf preview to talk about and maybe some happier baseball results who knows
1: <laughs> uh, hopefully there's some wins from from Akron and Kent State
2: that'd be nice that'd be nice
0: hopefully he says we'll talk to you next week oh.